Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. And feeling what I'm feeling in this place. Amen. 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 Sometimes uh, he makes it very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. He's making it very obvious tonight. Yep. He is. I know there's a lot of uh, potential mm. for all of us. Amen. His intentions toward us are good. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I know whatever we all need, God will meet that need if we can believe and have faith. Amen. Amen. Have faith in what He's able to do. Praise God. To be in the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank uh, those of you that joined us in uh, celebrating my mother's birthday this afternoon. 93 years old. It's good to see my mom. Spend a few hours with her. Of course, before they took her back, you know, I had I prayed with her and uh, asked the Lord to put His hand upon her. So just keep her in your prayers. Amen. She was glad to be here. Amen. Glad to enjoy the fellowship, all that. But we just pray that the Lord continue to visit her where she's at. Bless her. Yes. Amen. And uh, good to see my family. Amen. Amen. My brothers and my sisters. Amen. Actually, there's uh, three of them. All my elder brother Irvin who passed away a few years ago. But my, you can see my uh, the oldest, uh, Joe. Joseph Jr. Amen. And then, uh, of course, Brother Chuck is not here, but he sends his greetings. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, and of course, and then Brother David. So we weren't all here today. And, yeah, the others were. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just feeling the Lord. Amen. Amen. For a few weeks, so I don't know what the schedule is this week as far as uh, Monday evenings. What were we on? Men's meeting. Okay, men's group tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Praise God. That's how long I've been gone. I don't know. And did, uh, what was Friday evening? Youth night. Okay, so this Friday will be ministerial development. And of course, prayer of Tuesday, Bible study. Wednesday, and I tell you what, I want to I want to put it on the worship team. Mm. Amen. I want to put it on all you, all you that are up here on this platform, song leaders, singers, musicians. I want to put it on you. Praise God. Amen. I, I want to see more, more. Uh, how, how can I say it? 
I want to see you led of the Spirit more. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, because if we can't get the people of God to that place where the Lord wants That's to right. be, Amen. praise God, it's on us. Yeah. And we need to do what we can. That's our, you notice I'm putting myself in that position too. That's our responsibility. That's our job description. Praise God. And I heard a message about Judah and what it meant, praise. Yes. And we're born into the tribe of Judah, so there should be praise. Amen. <clears throat> praise should be, amen, what we are wanting to do, what we are looking for, what we are trying to pursue. And, and you know what the Bible says? When we praise him, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. Amen. And so that's why it's important for us to get serious about our worship. Yes, that's right. Hallelujah. The ministry has to pray and seek God to receive a word from God. Amen. I think everybody that's involved in the ministry, even in the music, pray and seek God. Yeah. So you can get a song from God. Amen. Amen. You can allow yourself to be in the presence of the Lord where you can do what David did. Yeah. Dance before the Lord with all his might. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we just need to go on and go forward. Hallelujah. We need to set our high eyes a little higher and yes. get off of this plateau and go maybe a little further up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Praise God. I'm just feeling it. Yeah. I'm just feeling it. Praise God. We need to uh, perfect Amen. our gifts. And that's talking about all you too. Amen. Holy Ghost filled people. Amen. You need to perfect the gifts. The gift that God gave you, the Holy Ghost, you need to perfect it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you know that the Lord wants us praying in the Holy Ghost every day? Amen. 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 Did you know he wants us to be, be able to speak in tongues every day? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I heard a message in Tulsa about... Yeah, we can pray, we can talk, but you know what? It comes to the point where we have to allow the Holy Ghost to speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. And have that kind of prayer where it's Holy Ghost Amen. praying in Amen. us. The Holy Ghost praying yeah. in us. Amen. So there is a difference. Yeah. Praise God to be anointed by the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen. So I'm all ready. I'm all ready to meet the challenge. Amen. What about you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So with that being said, with that being said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to call on Brother Dan Edwards to lead us in prayer tonight. And musicians and singers, come on up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good to have you all back. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. 
do that. Amen. That's okay. While you were gone, this place was still on fire.
Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. I wonder if you stand up and give God some more glory. Amen. Stand up and give God Thank the Lord for this life, for my life. 
encourage all of you that are here, even the visitors, take it home. Yeah. Take it home and do something. Get behind your man of God. Yep. Yeah. Support him. Yeah. None of us have no idea what our man of God, that is, these other men of God do. The burdens they carry. We need to stand behind them, support them. Well, Not just show up here, but we need to be on our knees. Yeah. How are our altars? Are they built up? Make sure they're in place. Make sure we're praying. Don't let our fires burn out. We need to start reaching out. This world is sure bold and they're taking people away from God. Why don't we step up and take them back to the Lord? They're bold. That's right. And all their deceit and all their foolishness and foolery. Let's take the truth to them. Amen. He asked the Lord when we started, He wanted a tenth yeah. of this population. Amen. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to do everything that I can yeah, to get right. behind Him and see. See, people without a vision perish. That's yep. right. He's got a vision. Yeah. We need to fall in line and share that vision with Him. Amen. Going astray. Amen. Taking that pen away. That's right. Everything. Amen. The Lord talks to him way more than he talks to me. I know that. So I'm going to trust yeah. my man of God. Yeah. I'm going to believe what he has to say. Let's go out and win some souls. Yes. I told my students this morning, I want you to take this with you. I don't care how old you are. When you leave this place, when you walk out your home, you got the name Jesus Christ right yes. across your forehead. You better represent him properly. Yeah. Don't make somebody question you. Right. We're yeah. supposed to be a separate people. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Called out. Yep. They should see us and know that, hey, I want to run to them because there's something about them. Yeah. I feel loved. Amen. I feel safe in
it will change your life. Amen. 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 And you will understand God's will for for your life. Always remember this. We never we never I guess focus on what the word says. And we always our minds are always I guess in the same place that it used to be when God called us out of sin. You know, to change, it takes a lot to change. It takes effort to change. And, and sometimes we need to motivate ourselves. Amen. But when you think about, you know, what the what the Word of God offers us in the Gospel, and, and coming to that place where we can experience that new life, new life. Take a look at your old life and look and see all the things that you, and I'll, I'll say it this way, all the things that you suffered, that you suffered. And when we come to that understanding, when we come to that realization and we think about what the word of the Lord has to offer us and what it says about the new life if any man be in Christ he is a new creature yeah. old things are passed away old things are passed away that's the part that we need to amen we need to concentrate on it. not living the old life that's right I'll say this I've said this I don't know how many times I've ever said it nothing in this world compares to what Jesus has for you. You can get all hyped up in the flesh, yes? You can get excited in your emotions, you get hyped up in the flesh. Drugs and alcohol makes you feel that way for a little while. But the truth of it is, is you come down, you crash. Right back in the same. Be honest with yourself. You're a miserable person when you're lost in sin. That's right. That's right. Man. And, and you know, I, 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 I've learned certain things as far as the Word of God is concerned and what it takes. And when you empty yourself before the Lord, you empty everything out that is of you. That's the part of. You know, when we talk about change, that's the part that we need to do. We need to empty ourselves. All the sin, all, you know, all our habits, even our thoughts, even our opinions. Empty ourselves, but if we empty ourselves, we have to fill it. Yeah. Fill this with something. That's right. That's where the Spirit of the Lord comes in. That's where the Word of God comes in. We fill ourselves with that. And if He promised us new life, if He promised us new life, that's what we're going to have. The Word of God will quicken us so that we will be able to live for Him. Live for Him. Live this new life. Praise God. Did a lot of thinking on this trip. 
I know uh, I was thinking once this is all said and done, then I get to go home. Here, here's something that I want you to think about. Uh, Brother Craig's preaching tonight, by the way. Figure something. Figure what's going on. Brother Craig is the one preaching tonight, but I'm just I'm, I'm stirring up the fire a little bit. Amen. Get that poker in there and move the ball. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, in my younger years, traveling was, you know, to me, it's, it's still not really, it's not that strenuous, because I'm used to driving. I had a good laugh when we led everybody down to Brother Roberts, and everybody got lost in the big city. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, it doesn't bother me to, to I, I've, I've driven through uh, uh, Orlando, Florida at rush hour. I've driven through Denver, Colorado at rush hour. I've driven through New York City at rush hour. <laughs> I've driven through Chicago, Illinois at rush hour. And you know, you get used to things like that, but you know, here's the thing. This is interesting because when you're concerned about not yourself, but the people behind you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You want to make sure they get off on the right exit too. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen like that, and only because there's other uh, variables yeah. that come along and disrupt the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's distraction. Sometimes it's interference. And sometimes it's this pure disobedience. Yeah. Yeah. But I noticed something, you know, and I, I, I don't mind traveling. I, I enjoyed the trips. I enjoyed driving. And uh, I was thinking about something going from Georgia to uh, Oklahoma. Every mile. I don't know if anybody ever takes the time to count the mile markers. Mm -hmm. But every mile marker that went by, I noticed. From one mile marker to the other. The road always changed. All right. Oh, come on. Amen. All right. Oh. Yeah. Come on. It was, and it wasn't the same old, straight old route. Amen. Yeah. You encountered curves. You encountered hills. Yeah. You encountered valleys. Yeah. Amen. You took sharp turns. Yeah. Everything was different. Amen. But that's the way it is, living for God. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Your journey in Him, you're going to encounter a lot of, and, and don't look at it as bad things. That's right. Sometimes when trials come, it's not to get you down. It's yeah. not to, right. yeah. amen. Amen, to yeah. cause you to slip or fall. Amen. Yep. Right. But if you understand that's that's what that's what this journey entails. Yep. We travel and as we travel on we're going to encounter a lot of different geography. Yeah. But you know it's a challenge to us. But if we have it in our hearts and in our minds 
to live for Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to be able to face all the things that come to us. You might be able to even see the beauty of the Lord in your life. Amen. Not the gloom. That's right. Yeah. Not the temptation. Yeah. Not the trials. Yeah. Not the pressure, not the tribulation, not the persecution, not all those things. You'll be able to see God's presence in your life. It'll make those experiences a lot better for you. Beautiful. So I'm not weary of my journey. I'm just Yep. A pilgrim, and I'm just passing through. Yeah. 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 Amen. This world is not my home. Amen. Amen. I'm just passing through. Amen. My home is somewhere beyond these these skies. Somewhere yeah. beyond the clouds. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Beulah land. Yeah. A beautiful place. Amen. That's where I'm headed to. I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Amen. So I thank God for everything he's doing. It's good to see everybody here tonight. Yeah. Amen. And it's good to have uh, Brother Craig and Sister Taryn with Amen. us. Amen. They brought some of their offspring with them. <laughs> Joel and Joel and Cassie. And Desiree, is it? Desiree, yes. I'm happy to meet you guys. Glad you came to join us. We have, we have, when we were living in Whitever, you know, Joanna, um, they would call her Joe, but I, I dubbed her Jojo. When I called her, I always said Jojo. But we have another Jojo. We have Joel, my grandson. So I call him Jojo. So we have two Jojos. To me, anyway. Joanna, I always think about her, and I say, the first thing I say is Jojo, but I don't know if she likes me calling that, so I just say, Joe, just shorten it up. And Cassie, and once you get to know Cassie, she will talk your head off. Once you get to know her, in a good way, praise God. I'm glad you're here with us and here with us and, and of course cannot forget Jerry. Amen. And Braxton. Praise God. All the other, my brother in law Delmer. Amen. Sister Charlene. Austin. All those from back home. That's my home back home. Praise God. I always go through a fit every time I, I'm back there and I come this way. The Lord knows. Yeah. <laughs> but my wife can tell you I get emotional when I have to come this way. I love Amen. That that place back there. That's my home. My the land of my nativity. So when I have to come back here it's like I don't like to cry in front of people. I do every now and then I'll cry. I'll shed a tear in front of people, but when I come back from there, there's nobody around, so. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. 
But I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they made it. Of course, my I was hoping my elder brother and my older sister Cindy and Jerry would be. I thought oh, they made a trip. They'll be in church. And uh, of course, they had to go back home. So praise the Lord. But thank God we're here. Thank God you're here. I used to get hurt feelings when I, when people would, I think people would come to church when I was younger and I'd say, oh man, get all excited. <laughs> then they would also. Yeah. I, I took that feeling and I turned it around and I used it to help me even preach harder. Amen. 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 The devil wasn't going to steal my victory. That's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. sir. I wish everybody would come to church. Amen. I wish they would come to church. This Amen. is not a bad place to be. You won't lose anything coming to church. That's right. But you will gain something if you pay attention. Amen. And guess what? You'll still be alive if you survive a service. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's not as bad as the devil's telling you. That's right. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why I love the presence of the Lord in the house of God. Brother Craig, come on up and obey the Lord tonight. Amen. doesn't excite you, you need to get to this altar right now and pray through yes. the Holy Ghost. If you're walking into your stinking flesh, and you need to die out to the flesh. It didn't cost any extra, so don't write any checks. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I was thinking, you know, an evangelist, they don't make a whole lot of money. I was thinking about raising the prices. <laughs> Inflation. I mean, people don't realize when we're up here, we're giving them our best. And then they're going to drop 50 cents on the offering plate. Lord have mercy. Still got some of that COVID money stashed. You ought to put it in the plate tonight. Yeah. So yeah. You know, bless the evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little fun. Amen. Chiding with you a little while. Go ahead and smile. Yeah. Talk about money, and most of the time, folks get all sour. Yeah. Typical preacher wants to talk about money. <laughs> 
You can't worship God with your money. You can't worship God with your money. Hallelujah. That includes paying your tithe. Giving your offerings. Amen. Look at somebody and say, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. It's all in the book. Amen. Give honor to this beautiful ministry, the man of God, the Harold Marshall, Sister Betty. Thank you so much for allowing us into your home, invading your space, and uh, feeding us. Praise God. Amen. Taking care of us and giving us a place to rest our weary bodies. Since we've last seen some of you in Georgia, we had a chance to be home in home service one time, and that was last Sunday night. Then we reloaded and had to talk ourselves to get back into that car. <laughs> Heading for Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. And then, of course, we're filled up. I'm still full. Yeah, yeah, amen. I'm still full from Wow. wow, my goodness. Wow. Good to see Brother Dan Edwards, Brother Aaron Marshall, some of you young ministers give honor to you tonight and then to you beautiful people. It's a privilege to be here with you and to uh, Brother James, Sister Peggy, thank you for making the trip all the way from Wyoming. Praise God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and see if they're still awake. Remind them. Just remind them to say the devil is still a liar. Jesus is coming, son. He's coming after a bride that has made herself ready. I want to be ready. Feel the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. Here's a little uh, barometer to, to check things out. There's a little chorus in the sing. And while we're singing, if you don't mind, I'm just going to walk around. I might walk down the center aisle, but I just want to feel things out, okay? The chorus, it's almost uh, it's just a repetition of words. It goes like this. You sing it with me, and uh, as the Holy Ghost moves upon you, just uh, sing it to the Lord. It, it, it kind of checks out. Uh, so I'm looking out here at your spiritual dashboard. If you've got a light on, something's wrong. Yeah. Battery light, engine light's on. Yeah. Your oil might be low. Praise <laughs> <laughs> God. Here it is. Lord, I want to love you more. Than I ever have before. You're so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. Here's the part that I'm checking. You're so easy to adore. It's not easy for you. You need to stand up and pray through to the Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to love you more than I ever have before. You're so easy. 
I don't even need to be at peace. That's right. That's right. Lord, I want to love you more. Amen. Lord, I want to love you more than I ever have before. You're so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. Thank you, Jesus. He gave the ultimate demonstration of love. He died on the cross. What are you willing to do for Raise your hands, your voice, just to give us something to demonstrate your love to the Lord. Congregation that I feel like that I might be just talking to one person tonight. For the rest of you that don't fit this bill, but have it together, if you'll help me tonight. And then for those of you that think you have it together, I may be talking to you tonight. Only the Lord knows. Hallelujah. Book of Galatians. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless Give honor to my pastor in his absence tonight. I love him. He was texting us. We were fellowshipping today, praying for us. And I am forever grateful for that. Galatians 6. A lot of inroads to this particular verse in verse 9. And let us not be weary in yes, well. Yes. yes. Amen. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Notice the tension in the scripture. The shall and the if. The shall is a direct result of the if. The if is determined by you, whether or not you respond, how you respond in the season that you're in right now. The shell will follow behind the if, if you say, I'm not going to be weary in well-doing. As we therefore, 
as we have therefore opportunity let us somebody say us, us. do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith Amen. I want to preach and minister to somebody's heart tonight I could urge you encourage you after I share my thought and my title with you I want us to pray on that subject okay, okay set your heart to be receptive but I want to urge somebody tonight not to miss your opportunity not to miss your opportunity so look at somebody and say this to them this is the title of my message don't miss your opportunity Lord Jesus we come before you tonight we know that your word is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts we know that there is not a thought that is concealed or hid from your presence your spirit pray God that the Holy Ghost touch this living word, God, is begins to move from our lips, from our tongues, begins to touch and make contact in the impact. Let the Holy Ghost take dominion over every spirit in this house. There may be liberty, God. Baptize somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. Refill all of us tonight, God, in the Holy Ghost. Give us that opportunity, Lord, to respond in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. You can be seated. Don't miss your opportunity. I'm going to backtrack just a moment here and go up to verse 1. He says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, if you're critical, you're not spiritual. If you're self-righteous, you're not spiritual. That's right. If you bear a judgmental attitude, you are not spiritual. But if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness. If you ever notice the scripture, it always points back to the reference of who he's addressing. As he comes back to this and saying, considering yourself. Amen. Put yourself in their shoes. Amen. Lest thou also be tempted. So that's a barometer of, of checking the spiritual degree in somebody's life if you're willing to help restore somebody. That is not talking about willful sin. That is not talking about premeditated sin. That's not that person that knows to do good and does it not. It's not only the commission and the omission, but at times people do just get duped by the devil. Yeah. 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 Paul called it unawares. That's right. And so there are things that happen. Uh, the old saying, and I don't know who coined this phrase many years ago, but we heard it when we first came into Pentecost, that sin will take you further than you want to go. Yeah. It'll cause you to stay longer than you want to stay. And it will make you pay more than you're willing to pay. Boy, that would deserve a rousing amen. An opportunity is something that rests solely on a very important factor and a commodity that is at our dispense right now. Every one of us in this room 
inclusively is not exempt from this commodity. And that's not just you Holy Ghost filled saints of God, but it's, it's everybody in this room. You are not excluded. An opportunity is an occasion. It's a season. It comes from the Greek word keros. Includes time. The most important commodity that you use every day, maybe even misuse, is your time. You show me what you do with your time, it pretty much will tell me what you worship, who you worship. Uh, did you realize tonight that time is indefinite? Time goes in a circle. never stops. It's a progression of existence and events that are segmented into parts. For example, uh, we call yesterday the past. We call right now the present. Um, tomorrow is the future. They're all segmented into those frames, amen, that we call time. There's seconds, there's minutes, there's hours. But all of this, amen, lends itself to the idea of an opportunity. To say that you and I can manage time is a misnomer. That's not true. Oh, we might have priorities. We may have budgets. There are things that we function by and operate with. But you and I do not have the power to manage time. Right. The only thing that we can manage right now is our choices. That's right. Yeah. And so tonight, some of you will respond to this word and say yes to the Lord. And some of you won't do anything at all. But I'm going to spend the next few moments doing my dead level best to persuade you, amen, and possibly cause you to be stirred where you will not miss your opportunity. Yes. Look at somebody and say, don't miss it. So I want to address this for just a moment before I move on. Because the Lord spoke specifically to me about this individual. And it's beautiful. I'm here to help you. Look at somebody and say, the preacher's here to help me. Two words in scripture define time. You know this by studying it. One word is chronos. The other Greek word is keros. Chronos time is the quantity of time governed by the clock. It's about 8.07 right now. And time is moving on. As I speak, the second hand is moving. That's chronos time. The second is keros. Keros time is a special moment. It is a visitation. It is an opportunity. We heard a little this morning of how that works. We are elevated in the presence of God. If you want to stay on the outer course, that's up to you. But I want to make that ascent into Amen. the presence Amen. of God. Yes. Because I don't know what my tomorrow may hold. Yeah. Hallelujah. I may step into a valley in a season that I'm not even aware of. And so I'm going to make the best of my time right now. Amen. I'm going to get into the presence of God because only God knows my tomorrow. Yes. I don't. In that amount of segmented knowledge, I don't know what tomorrow holds. 
But I do know this, God knows the end from the beginning. Because he is the master of eternity. He is the ancient of days. He's always been here. He'll always be here. And so as long as I put myself in the hands of God, everything is going to be all right. So time is very precious right now. And I'll give you a couple examples on both of those words, the kairos and the chronos. The chronos is this. Paul said to the church at Ephesus, redeem the time wisely. Redeem your time wisely. Romans 13 and 11, knowing the time. He goes on to say this. It's high time to awake out of sleep. Lazy people never can serve God. That's right. It's just a fact. If you're lethargic and lazy and you're afraid to step out of the shadows, you may have trouble serving God. That's right. But if you're one of those that says, My time is God's time. Everything I am belongs to God. Yes. I am who I am by the grace of God. Yes. I didn't buy the book that tells me how to be successful. I'm living by the book that tells me how yes. to stand when the wind blows. Amen. My time is in His hands. Yes. Hallelujah. And so that's Kronos time. He said, redeem that time wisely. And when you know and understand the time you're in, he said, wake up. Please wake up. Snap out of it. Look at somebody and say, snap out of it. Snap out of it. In Carol's time, Jesus, coming to the sunset of his ministry, he comes again to Jerusalem. He stands probably on the Mount of Olives. And he begins to weep and says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often... I wanted to gather you together as a mother hen brooded over her little chickens but you missed your opportunity I don't want somebody to miss their opportunity this evening you lift your hands and say Lord don't let me miss the still small voice this evening say Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times did I walk through your streets, down your neighborhoods, I healed your sick, your devil possessed, I healed those of the palsy and yet you didn't recognize me as the Messiah, how often, how many times has he walked in here? And yet you and I leave the same way we walked in. We walk in with a bad attitude and leave with one worse. Because sometimes the presence of God just makes those kind of people more angry. But I'm here this evening because I know this. I am a dying man preaching to dying people. And then when my time ends here on earth. And when they put my body in the ground and they lay me in the garden of God called the cemetery. Amen. I want to know beyond the shadow of any doubt in my life that when the trumpet sounds, 
my body's going to come out, amen, of the grave. Hallelujah. Ultimately, Brother Paul, I want to hear the Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I have to admit to you, there have been times when I complained about my walk with God, but I began to realize the order that I kept. I don't have the luxury to quit. season I'll call for you there's too many of us that are saying when I'm ready I'll serve God can I go ahead and say this tonight you're not going to serve God on your terms God's not interested in your ideas God didn't say come to the altar amen and keep your flesh in check he said come to the altar That's the one that's going to get us to our next revival. Yeah. And I've got a promise from God that says, I'll take care of you. I'll watch over you. You just keep doing what you're doing. It's not about a matter of convenience. It's not about having it all. You just do what I called you to do. I'll open the door for you. I'll bless you. And I wouldn't trade anything for this anointing tonight. I wouldn't trade it for anything. too far. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. Yes. I must. Look at somebody say, I must. I must. 
while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. What does he mean there? The question. Jesus said, I must work the works of him. Jesus is using the phrase as a customary image, using the metaphor of day and night to say this. You have a pretty good chance of reaching them while they're still alive. Amen. Amen. While there's breath in their bodies, reach for them. Yeah. While their heart's still beating in their chest, reach for them. Amen. Reach to them. Because there's going to come a day. Amen. When they're not going to have daylight anymore. But death is going to find them. The angel of death will find them one of these days. And they'll lay down in a grave. But while there's blood running in their veins. Reach to them, preacher. Keep praying for them. Amen. Keep believing me for revival. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is still day. Look at your neighbor and say, while well, you're still alive. Because you're going to die. Might as well go ahead and say it because we're all going to die. That's right. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. I don't know if it's going to be a heart attack, aneurysm, stroke, or just lay your head down and just peacefully die. I don't know. Head-on collision. I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of close calls in life. Yeah. Running up and down the roads of this nation. A lot of close calls. But apparently it's not our time yet because here we are. So look at somebody and say, God still needs you. So I wanted to touch on that precious commodity of time because that's the most important thing we have right now. And I want to reach into this. I'm not going to be up here very much longer. But I'm going to reach for that individual right now. Uh, could we just ask you to help me pray right now? Praise amongst us. I just don't count the time. Thank you, Jesus. I just don't count the time. Oh my! I don't ever want to get too busy to live for God. That's right. No, sir. No, ma'am. Hallelujah. I. I want to finish strong. That's right. Hallelujah. Jesus. Mm. Praise God. You know, the struggle is real tonight. That's where somebody's at. Your struggle is real. It's palpable. You've been fighting. Voices screaming in your head. Confused. Discouraged. Hurt. 
the bruises that go on the inside, we don't see them. But I'm ministering to somebody right now, whether or not you realize it. I'm making a connection with somebody. God wants me to let you know it's going to be all right. Yes. So the scripture says this. Nehemiah comes to Jerusalem. He's been in captivity. He has a cupbearer in the king's court there in Shushan Palace. The cupbearer had quite a responsibility, actually. All of the wines that came across the king's table, he would have to taste. And if any of those wines were poisoned, guess what? Cupbearer would die. So he kept the king safe. There were some qualifications that came along with it. He had to be good at making decisions on a split second. He had to be handsome, good looking, outgoing personality. And he was everything. He was all of that. Until one day he received news about Jerusalem. Jerusalem is in decay. And the walls are torn down. There's nothing left. There's nothing really recognizable except a mound of trash. It's all that's left of Jerusalem. And the Bible said he sat down and mourned for seven days. I don't know that for those first seven days he muttered much to the Lord in prayer, just his heart feeling the pain. So he comes back in presence of the king and the king notices his countenance is down and says Nehemiah you're never like this what's going on he said, my heart's broken yes. what is it Nehemiah he said the city that we love is in ruins the walls are broken down the gates have been burned with fire and there's nothing left you do not realize this tonight, but the person I'm talking to, I'm describing where they're at spiritually. So you may miss some of this, but if it's not for you, at least I reached the one that it's for tonight. Amen. I've made contact with her spirit already. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. God is already doing it. I want you to pray with me that God will just help that individual. Hallelujah. So he comes before King Artaxerxes. And when you read Old Testament history, you understand it's the same king that signed the declaration that stopped the first work of restoration on the city of Jerusalem. Now it's been 20 plus years. The city is still lying in ruins. There's been the start of a foundation. It's, it's the poor, the, the cornerstone's been laid, but it's still there. Nobody's touched it been 20 some plus years now it's the same king that said put a stop to this we don't want to see restoration because when them people get united they're a very powerful people so we have to do everything within our power to keep them people from getting united because when them old Jews get together and they start praying to God something begins to happen and we don't want them to get together did you know there's a spirit in this city that's saying that about Living Stone Apostolic Church? Yeah, yeah. 
It says let's do everything that we can from keeping those people from getting together. If we can distract them and get them discouraged, uh, hey man, it's not the big problem. It's the little foxes that spoil the vines. If we can get their efforts, hey man, focused on all their problems, uh, we can get them from having revival. But I'm here to serve notice to you fine people tonight that in the midst of it all, God wants you to continue to stoke the flames of revival. That whatever happens, hey man, I'm going to help I will get behind my man of God and say, man of God, please preach to me. I have to be saved. My babies need to be saved. I want you to preach to me, man of God. Amen. So my marriage will be saved. to get you back across the Arabian desert that if any enemies come against you you show them that documentation and above that uh, Nehemiah I'm going to give you a big fat check and while you're going I'm going to help you purchase every bit of the material that's going to be needed to finish what was started amen did you know God still rules in the kingdom of man did you know that it will bring Amen. The God can bring the mayor of Vermilion, South Dakota, in this room and fill him with the Holy Ghost. You say, How do you know, Brother Craig? It's apparent you haven't prayed that way. But if you start praying that way, God will start drawing him in. After a while, the mayor of Vermilion will come in here and let's the Holy Ghost. And you know, God can.
I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Nobody knew the burden that he had had. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well to the dung port and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then went I up into the night by the brook, this reoccurring phrase, I went in my night season. I went in my night season. I wasn't going to wait for the season to change to stand up. I was going to stand up so my season would change. Amen. Somebody yes. needs to stand up yes. tonight. Yes. Amen. Can I just go ahead and say it like the way that you'll understand it? Walk out of your pity party tonight. That's right. Amen. Pretty, pretty much straight lingo, but God wants somebody to stand up tonight, right in the middle of your night season. And He wants you to do what Nehemiah did. He began to walk through the city and survey all the ruins. He said, Nehemiah, look at all the broken gates and the torn down walls. I want you to go through the city and notice every bit of it and begin to write it down and take a list of what is wrong because after a while, I will allow it to be rebuilt. It may seem like a small thing, but God starts with little things. Yeah. If somebody tonight will stand up in your night season, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't look right, but if you'll stand up metaphorically, spiritually, and say, listen here, I'm going to look at all the decay. I'm going to look at everything the devil said would not happen. I'm going to take resume of everything that has been for the last 20 or 30 years and I'm going to write it down. I'm not going to go into denial. I'm not going to have a pity party about what could have been. But I'm going to look at it for everything that it's worth. Because I know this. i got a God that's on my side. I've got a God that's bigger than my problems. Priests, and they builded the sheep gate. 
rest of the city is still in ruins. This is where they started the rebuilding of the gates and the walls. They began with sheep gate. What's so significant about the sheep gate? The sheep gate huh, is where the sacrifices would come in. A sacred gate for a sacred use. It's where the sheep for the sacrifice entered in and they would take them to the pool of Siloam. They would clean up the sheep and the sheep would go into the temple as a sacrifice. The Lord wants me to tell that person, our persons tonight, to start rebuilding your sheep gate. Because God honors sacrifice. Yes. Amen. It will not stop at nothing less than sacrifice. He said it hurts too much, Brother Craig. That's okay. Just start building. You don't see what God sees. I wish God would allow us to see through his eyes tonight. As insignificant as it seems to start rebuilding the sheep gate. Amen. That might entail us having Brother Rich to rebuild an altar. But if that's what it's going to take to see my family saved, then I'm going to start looking, amen, for the stones to rebuild my altar. God said, I'll supply, amen, everything that you need to rebuild the gate. I just need you to start sacrificing again. I just need you to reach down, amen, even though there's nothing there, and begin to stand by faith. It's time for you, child of God, to be proactive in faith and stop being reactive in fear. Praying on the defense. Everything that you're doing is on the defense. And you react out of fear. You react to every situation because you're used to being beat down. The devil said, don't get up. I'll knock you down and down. This is a very simple message tonight, but I'm here to tell somebody it's time to build a sheep gate. It's time to go for the sacrifice. It's time to let go of the convenience and inconvenience yourself. And say, God, here I am. This isn't about me. It's about you. tonight child of God thank you Jesus where's your consecration at tonight where is your praise at tonight I tell you I got enough Holy Ghost I don't need for the drums to beat for my Holy Ghost to move I don't need the song leader to say come on
And I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna remind all of you that we're at peak. If you could shout like that at peak, you ought to be able to shout like that right here. Yes. Yeah. Joy cometh in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want you to notice the contrast. Thank you, Jesus. Weeping versus joy. How does that work? I don't know all of the dynamics. But it's apparent that weeping works. Yeah. Because after a while, joy comes. Yes. How is it in the middle of the night? He's starting to talk about morning already. Morning hasn't even come, but he's talking about being in the night. Uh, we quote this without really understanding what he's saying. He's saying, don't wait for the morning to come to please me. Right there in the middle of your night, lift your hands. Four o'clock in the morning when your heart's broken. And you're praying for somebody that you don't even know who you're praying for. But if you'll learn to lift your hands and praise me, I promise you it works. Right there in the middle of your night. Right there in the middle of your hardship. Lift your hands and begin to praise God. Joy. In the morning. Thank you, Jesus. The metaphor in all of this Hallelujah. is the season. I'm going to tell you what I used to do. I used to wait until I had my breakthrough and then I praised God. Come on. Come on, sir. But I'm going to tell you what I do now. Yes. Yes. Come on. Tell it. My breakthrough is wherever only God knows. Oh, I still lift my hands. Some of you aren't aware of the burden that I'm carrying, but I walked in here this morning with a heavy burden. Ah, my heart's broken. Him, I'm trying to pray. Amen. Through these storms, these situations, some of them, amen are not even uh, about family situations or nothing but just things uh, that people have entrusted you with. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what I did in the middle of that heavy burden. Uh, I lifted my hands uh, because I know the one uh, that understands my burden. Uh, I know the one who sees uh, my heavy heart. Uh, if I can just praise him right now, uh, even he's going to take that heavy heart uh, and say everything's going to be alright. Uh, just keep praising me. You have a right
trying to take you back to the same intersection that God just walked you out of. Same apprehension. Same anger. Same fear. God. Oh, yes. 